All right, welcome to episode 26. Today we're going to talk about perseverance, but first let's get an update for the week. Ryan, what's going on? Where are you in the world? Hey Ryan, good to hear from you. I am in southern France. I'm on a holiday with my family and actually my parents. They came over, they live in western Canada. So that's a real treat to see them. That's one of the challenges of living overseas is you don't get to see your family a lot. My kids are growing up living on the opposite side of the world from their grandparents. So we're enjoying some great time together, making some memories. It's crazy hot in southern France at the moment, but uh, we're surviving. What about you? How are you, man? We're doing well. It is not crazy hot here in Casablanca. In fact, the summer has been incredibly mild. It, it actually doesn't really feel like summer at all compared to where I grew up in California or even where I've lived across the United States and Virginia and other places. In, in Celsius, in centigrade, I think the highs have been about 26, 25, 26, and the lows of about 20 for the whole summer, which is really nice. It's nice to be at the beach and if you're walking around, it's, it's not too bad either. Yeah, that's that's great. But other than that, uh, since I got back from my trip to the States, I've been working pretty hard to get things going. As I mentioned in a few previous episodes, I've been looking for an office, and that has been a very interesting experience. It's not easy to look for property here in Casablanca. There are many agents, rental agents, real estate agents, and they all have their different portfolio of properties. In order to see a property, it can take many hours. You have to go and meet them and then go to the property and maybe see another property, but the whole process is pretty tiring and oftentimes the the listings are not exactly what they appear to be online. Uh, maybe the photos are, are not great or the location of the property is not exactly where you expected. I will often give these agents what I'm looking for. For example, I'm looking for an office in Beau Séjour. And some of the agents will come back with properties in Sidi Marouf. <laughs> I try to explain to them I'm, I'm not looking for an office in Sidi Marouf and, or I'm not looking for an office downtown. I'm looking in Beau Séjour, Ciel, uh, Jacob Al-Mansour, Finance City. These are the areas that I'm looking in and I, I ask the agents to give me recommendations or available properties in those areas and I've not had a lot of success. The one property I did find, the owner wanted to change the zoning of the apartment from residential to commercial and he was confident that he could do that and we came to an agreement on on rental terms which were very attractive to me and he went to the syndic or the in english what we call the homeowners association and they would not allow him to make the change from residential to commercial so that was disappointing then we found another place that was very good. It was already zoned commercial. There were offices in the building and it was a very nice space in a very good location, but we were just too slow. In between the time that 
I saw it the first time and the second time somebody signed the lease right after I left the property the second time. Oh, so, man. yeah, that was that was disappointing. But did the owner tell you that there was somebody that was so close? The owner was a very nice man. And what happened was there was a tenant in the building already that wanted to expand. So for the owner, he already knew the tenant. They were reliable. They paid their rent. They were respectful to the building and the property and the other tenants. So for him, it was a very easy decision to mm-hmm. rent two floors of the office to an existing tenant uh, and, and give them preferable treatment, which makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I'm sure he didn't even offer, make a counteroffer to me when uh, when he knew that I was interested. He just basically said it's rented. So oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it does play into the topic of the day, which is perseverance in business. Mm-hmm. And my actually my other update that I have is I've been working hard on this agreement with a retailer for the artists that I've been working with. It's a big retailer. They actually uh, have stores at the airports and we've come to an agreement and I actually have a purchase order. And technically, because they're at the airport, it's an export. And so figuring out all of the documents that are necessary, all the permissions has been a frustrating process. And it's hard because some of the communication is happening between intermediaries. It's the summertime, so not everybody's working. We're close to the Eid holiday, so people are already on vacation. Um, mm. But yeah, it, it's been a frustrating process to know that I actually have a client and we have a deal to sell his paintings, but there are all these government regulations in the way. You know, I guess we thought we could just transition to the topic of the day, which is perseverance. You know, during this process, which has gone on for about three months, at several points during the process, I felt like quitting Mm -hmm. because there were just problems. It was difficult in the negotiations. I wasn't sure whether we were going to be able to meet the expectations of the customer. There are all these barriers to entry. For example, my client, the artist, is an auto entrepreneur. But auto entrepreneurs are excluded from exporting. Mm -hmm. So you actually have to form a legal business. And in the statutes of the business, you have to say that you're going to export. I see. Uh, This is one of the things that is very different from the United States versus here in Morocco. In the United States, I can start a company and I don't really need to designate what it's going to do. I can sort of shift my focus. I can try different things. I can iterate. I can... Pivot. Yeah, pivot. I can pivot my business to uh, the best business possible, meaning servicing customers that are paying and finding the best products and services to put on the market. But here in Morocco, it's almost like you have to know what you're going to do, exactly what you're going to do before you even start your company because you have to put it in your statutes and you're not really allowed to work outside of your statutes. Mm -hmm. And 
this would be an example of a barrier to entry. So when you talk about the business that we're going to do with this retailer at the airport, there are many, many barriers to entry to actually selling merchandise at the airport. Now, on the one hand, it's very frustrating to deal with all of these barriers and all of these regulations and, and all of this paperwork. But on the other hand, we know that once we get past it, it's not easy for other people to come in and compete with us. Right. Barriers to entry are good for companies that are already doing business, but barriers to entry are bad for new companies. Mm -hmm. They're bad for young people and they're bad for poor people yep. because they, they deter people from doing activity. Yeah, it's like you said last week when you were when you were interviewing Ben Shear, Ben Sleeman, you, you talked about how his business is now defensible because he's he's gone through all the challenges of of building the algorithm that he has to analyze people's credit. And that took hard, hard work to create his system and to, to formulate the process that he's going to bring people through and to build all those relationships with the banks. But now that he's done that, there's a huge barrier to entry for any newcomers. That's exactly right. And that's the situation that we're in. If we can persevere, if we can figure out a way to deal with all of this paperwork and all of these legalized forms and approvals that we need and actually get to the point where we're doing business, mm -hmm. then we will have a good chance of being successful. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's just a matter of, of not giving up. And you know, that also applies to, to finding an office. It can be, it can be challenging to find an office and, and there are many rules and regulations that a lot of people don't even know about. For example, the, the owner of that apartment thought it would be very easy to change the designation of his apartment from residential to commercial. He was very confident, but it turned out that it, it was much more difficult than he imagined. Uh, the same is true for uh, villas in certain neighborhoods. Some villas are approved to do business like mm -hmm. dental practices or doctor's offices or grocery stores, these kinds of things. Yeah. There's a lot of paperwork and authorizations that need to take place in order to do that. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do in the meantime. I don't want to make a bad decision. I don't want to sign up for a, a, an office that I, I don't like and I, and I don't really want to have to move for a long time. So so do you have any kind of timeline that any deadline that you're working with where you need to be in somewhere? No, but I would like to have some kind of mm -hmm. office space. And if it means I need to go to a co-working space, while I'm looking for an office, then I will. But working out of the house is just, it's no longer uh, feasible. It's no longer feasible. It's no longer mm -hmm. a good idea. So I, I need to get some place where I can have a professional workspace and, and focus and, and do the kind of deep work that we talked about in episode mm -hmm. number two to be able to focus on something without being distracted, without being yeah. interrupted, uh, which because that's yeah. very important. What have you been working on since you've been on vacation or have you just been doing vacation? Yeah, actually we've been staying at a lot of Airbnbs and I don't have a French SIM card. 
So I'm kind of off the grid a lot. There's been a couple that we've stayed in that have had wireless, but I've spent most of my time just hanging with the family and doing a lot of reading. So just kind of recharging the battery and, and relaxing. But um, I am looking to kind of shift out of that a little bit. We're not coming back to Morocco quite yet, but you know, I've had, had a couple weeks now and so I'm feeling rested and wanting to kind of do a little bit of work each day. One of the projects that I've got on my agenda while I'm, while I'm traveling is creating an, an audiobook. I've talked about it before, but just a short audiobook that gives tips for the job search. So for students especially that have just graduated or for people that are struggling to find employment, just uh, organizing some of my thoughts into an audiobook that you can download and just listen to wherever you are. So I'll be working on that. That's cool. Over the years, what kind of examples do you have of, uh, of perseverance in terms of your, of your professional career? When, when did you really have to, to bear down and, and push through difficult times in order to, and to achieve your results that you wanted? A couple examples that are part of my life currently are both my YouTube channel and also learning language. Coming to Morocco, originally I did a little bit of work to get some basic French. So I wanted to be able to have conversational French. You know, I, I had a few different methods. I, I took classes at uh, Institut Francais in Casablanca. I had a private tutor. And then currently I try to put a few hours a week into learning Derija. I have a private tutor for that as well. And that's a great example of something that takes a lot of perseverance because you don't always see results. You, you might work on it for a week, two weeks, and feel like you're moving backwards. You have your days where you think you're doing well and you understand something, you learn a new word, and then you'll have a moment where you can't remember a word that you used to know, or you meet somebody and they're asking you really simple questions and you're really struggling to understand them. Maybe it's just your brain's tired or it's their accent or it's too noisy in the background, but for some reason you feel like you're going backwards. And it's one of those things where you really can't say, I can notice a difference for every hour I put in, I see a direct result. And so it can be very challenging to just continue and to persevere. This episode is brought to you by London Academy. London Academy Casablanca is a trilingual smart school that provides an enhanced education through the Moroccan and international English language curriculum. Their innovative educational approach based on advanced information technology, sports, critical thinking, together with the international experience of their qualified teachers, enables their students to be prepared for the skills needed in the 21st century. London Academy says, we are the future, and these aren't just words painted on a wall. I've seen their students learning to program, building robots, developing problem-solving skills. There's a definite focus on IT and preparing students to succeed in the information age. London Academy, the first smart school in Morocco where learning is serious fun. Now back to the show. Have you noticed that with language learning too? I know you've done, uh, done a lot of French studies and I know you continue to work on your French. Have you noticed the need for perseverance there? Yes, the, the, it's not just perseverance in terms of, of getting up every day and practicing. It's, it's willing to be 
embarrassed, <laughs> especially when you're studying language. But it also has to do with any new thing that you're trying is that you have to be willing to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to be a little bit embarrassed. Mm -hmm. I have conversations, professional conversations in French. In fact, I, I've signed two new clients this summer and one of them was in English and the other was in French. And you just have to be willing to have a conversation with someone and make mistakes. Mm -hmm. You can't wait until it's the perfect time to have the conversation because when you're studying a second language or using a second language, you're never going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. You're just going to get better and better. But the only way to get better is to get into the habit of having those conversations every day and practicing every day. Yeah. Um, and you can't be afraid to to make mistakes in front of people and, and be embarrassed when you're having a conversation with them. Almost every single time I have a professional conversation in French, at some point during the conversation, I have to stop and say, uh, je ne sais pas le mot en français. Yeah. And, you know, that's just life. Yeah. And usually the person that I'm talking to will help me work through what I'm trying to say in French. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll communicate effectively, but it, it doesn't look pretty. Right. But I'm really at the point where I've made so many mistakes that I'm not afraid of them anymore. Mm -hmm. And my overall goal is, is so much more powerful than my fear of making mistakes. So that, that's how I per persevere when it comes to, to language learning. Yeah, that's an excellent point with perseverance. You've got to have a real strong long-term vision because if you don't know why you're doing something that's difficult, like suffering through, making sacrifices, going through obstacles, embarrassing yourself, making mistakes, whatever it is you're facing, if you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, you don't have a reason or a vision, then it's very difficult to persevere because the temptation to quit is so strong. But when you have something greater that you're pursuing, something that is worth all the sacrifices and the challenges, that long-term vision can give you the, the energy or the courage to keep going. Yes, that's a great point, Ryan. I am very motivated to get this retail sales deal done with the, with the partner at the airport because I know that it's going to have a big impact on my client who's the artist. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be able to reach a lot more customers and sell a lot more paintings. I'm very confident of that. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm willing to keep working hard to get this deal done and get our our sales operations up and running because I know it's going to have a, a big impact. Yeah. Not to mention that I will get paid as business consultant, but my client is going to get paid because he's going to be selling his paintings. Yeah, that's great. So that's you've got this why that's that's driving you. Another thing I find really important with perseverance is that you you focus on the direction you're heading rather than just the final result so I read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear earlier this year I highly recommend it it's available on englishbooks.ma 
but he talks in there about the difference between lead versus lag indicators. And so your lead indicators, these are the things that you need to do. These are sort of the daily or regular activities that will eventually get you to the lag indicator, which is your end goal. It's the result that you're going for. So you might say, well, I want to get ripped. I want to have a six pack or I want to lose five kilos. So that's the lag indicator. That's the end result. If you go to the gym, you won't see those five kilos melt off your body in one day. The end result is coming later in the future. So you need to track, well, what is the lead indicator? What are the regular activities that will bring me to my goal eventually? And that might be, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week, or I'm going to eat healthy meals three times a day, or I'm going to make sure I'm walking rather than taking the bus and you you measure those daily or regular activities and those are your lead indicators and when you focus on those things the results will come you're focused on the direction you're heading so maybe you haven't lost those kilos yet but if you went to the gym and you walked instead of took the bus and you ate three healthy meals then you don't need to worry about the kilos they will come off eventually you focus on doing the right things regularly and you'll get there. Yeah, that's a great point. Especially in today's culture, everyone wants to see immediate results. And the things that are very valuable in life, the things that are most meaningful, they don't show immediate results. Mm -hmm. Often there are valleys in the process. There are peaks and valleys. So a lot of about perseverance is a psychological game. Mm -hmm. If you can keep your eye fixed on the goal, fix it on the future, and not get caught up in the day-to-day -day reality of what you're doing, then you have a much greater chance of achieving something good. And when we apply that to going to school or looking for a job or starting a new company, there are gonna be tremendous difficulties along the way. If you're at university and you're studying each day and taking tests, you may not see the benefit but learning how to learn, making connections at school, ultimately learning something valuable and getting a diploma, all of those things will be valuable in the end, mm -hmm. more or less, depending on what you're studying. But on a daily basis, you may not see much fruit. You may not see much benefit. Mm -hmm. And it's the same way of looking for a job. I've been looking at some of the feedback we've been getting on Facebook to to our episode about how to get hired in Morocco. And people are frustrated. They don't think there are any companies in Morocco that are hiring people who can speak English. Uh, they have a hard time finding them. They are frustrated with sending out resumes. If you don't have a job, I encourage you to listen to episode one, the entire episode, because we give a lot of good tips for doing things that are unconventional and finding a job in a way that uh, you may not have thought of before. Mm -hmm. But you need to listen to the whole episode. And you, and don't give up. I mean, that's that's the one thing that, that all successful people have in common, is they didn't give up. If you don't have a job, and you're looking for a job, don't give up. Just keep, keep trying, keep applying yourself, keep doing new things, and you will find one eventually. 
Right. So in the in the case of finding a job, maybe the the lead indicators are how many companies did I contact? How many personalized and custom made motivation letters or cover letters did I write today? How many companies did I visit? How many uh, events did I attend this week for networking purposes? If you're tracking those things, those th that's the data you're collecting, then you're moving in the right direction. You're taking the steps that will eventually lead to a job. You don't know when, but you know that your lag indicator, your end goal is to find a job. So if you're doing the right things, you will get there eventually. We heard in the interview you conducted last week that Bashir was rejected 129 times before he got the funding. I love that he would he said he was reading on his Kindle about all these other guys in in venture capital and startups who were trying to get funding and how many times they needed to pitch people and how many companies they needed to approach and how many times they had to search for angel investors before they got funding. And he thought to himself, yeah, these stories I'm reading, these are in Europe and they're in the US. So of course, it's going to be even harder for me working in Morocco where the the VC, uh, the VC industry is so much less developed. And that gave him encouragement to persevere. It gave him encouragement to keep going even after 127, 128, 129 rejections before he got the funding. He's a great example of perseverance. He's a great example of having a vision and doing the things that need to be done to achieve your goal and a lot, not allowing yourself to be discouraged, not allowing yourself to be disappointed and to have that shape your work ethic and your determination. And when it comes to, to starting a new business, it's going to be hard. It's going to be frustrating anytime you're trying to do something new mm -hmm. because you're breaking through the status quo. You're, you're changing the way things have always been, mm -hmm. even if it's in your own little way. Even if you open, let's say, a dry cleaner in your neighborhood and you're the only one there. Well, that would be a change. All of your customers would be making a change they'd be doing something different than they had always done. And if you're providing a service or a product or you're starting a company, what you're basically asking people to do is change. And nobody likes mm -hmm. to change. And that's why it's so difficult, whether it's getting hired for a job or going to school or starting a new company, it's difficult. But mm -hmm. I do want to, to end this episode by by giving words of encouragement to our listeners who may have a job or may not have a job. And that is, again, I want to emphasize the value of the auto entrepreneurship program. You may not know this, but as an auto entrepreneur, if you provide a service, the taxes are 2%. At most, they are 2%. Depending on what you're doing, it could be as little as 1%. And you are exempt from the tax value added, the TVA, which means that any work you do for a company, you are by definition going to be 20% cheaper than uh, a legalized company. Yeah. So you should think about some of the things that you can do that other businesses are doing for each other and you should go propose to those businesses, I will do this for you, but because I'm an auto entrepreneur, I can give you a facture, I can give you an invoice, 
but there won't be any TVA. Mm -hmm. And that will be very attractive to the right business person who understands the value of subcontracting work and not having to pay the tax value added. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a big margin there. There's a lot of opportunity. I've talked about how you can be encouraged by reading about others who have persevered. They've overcome obstacles, they didn't quit, and they eventually saw success. That can encourage you. But be careful you don't compare yourself to others who are getting there faster. Sometimes people have it much easier and they find a job after one week or they only have to hand out 10 CVs and they get a job. And that can be very, very discouraging. So. Don't worry about others that are getting there sooner than you. If you're taking the right steps and you don't quit, if you keep moving forward, you will get there eventually. You've been listening to the Business in Morocco podcast. My name is Ryan Kirk, here with my co-host, Ryan Maimon. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Download our entire library of podcasts on our website, moroccopodcast.com, where you'll also find extra resources related to each episode in the show notes, including a transcript of the show. If you've got a question or topic you think we should cover on the podcast, fill out the form on moroccopodcast.com or email us at ryan at moroccopodcast.com and we'll give you a shout out on the show. Our theme music is Lovely Day by Bill Withers, used under Creative Commons, and we hope you'll have a lovely day doing business in Morocco. We'll see you next time. Yeah.